Hello, welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips, strategy, and inspiration. So whether you shoot on the light and airy side, dark and moody, or anywhere in between, we are here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today on the show, I've got something special for you. Over the last hundred episodes or so, I've been asking my guests this one question, and it has created some amazing advice. If you are a frequent listener, you probably know the question that I'm talking about, Um, but it is, is there a piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned over the years that has changed your outlook on business or life in general? This has received so many amazing answers. Um, Seriously, like trying to pick four to share with you today, I was like, There are so many probably going to do multiple parts of this uh, later on, but I I love these. They're little nuggets uh, that aren't aren't really associated with the topic most most of the time uh, that we're talking about through the whole episode. But they're great little nuggets of inspiration and business lessons that they have learned through, you know, years and years, uh, some upwards of, you know, decades of business. Like I said, I've got four for you. These are some of my favorites in today's episode, and I will be jumping in um, in between each of them, uh, just like a radio DJ letting you know what song is coming up next, Uh, except uh, my so my my pet peeve, my pet peeve about radio DJs is like back in the, the 90s, the early 2000s, when I was listening to the radio a lot. They would they would announce who the song was. And it was like, yeah, next up we have this. That's spot on radio DJ voice, by the way. Um, but they they'd say, you know, the next up is Justin Timberlake with I don't know, what is what's it just uh Cry Me a River. That would be appropriate for that time. Um, and they'd say that, and then I would listen to the song, and after the song played and I liked it. I would forget who the artist was and I, w- I want to look it up. I want to go, you know, buy their album. Um, but I wouldn't know who it was because they wouldn't tell me. They just go on to the next and be like, and uh, up next we have this. I will not make you wait and have to like rewind the podcast to figure out who is coming up next. I'll be letting you know who you just listened to and also the episode number uh, to where you can go listen to our entire conversation for the full episode. So let's get in to the first one. Up first, we have Erica and Lanny Mann, Two Man Studios, two of the most creative photographers that I know. Uh, They were back on the show in episode 87. This is the advice that they have. One of the things in Two Man U that I really loved was y'all talked about how slow is fast. Mm -hmm. And that was like a game changer for me where, uh, because I like, especially engagement sessions, couple sessions, I was always like, okay, we have an hour. I want to get you as many photos as I can. And let's go here. Let's go over to this location. Shoot, shoot, shoot. We'll do this. Uh, and just like rushing through everything to get them a hundred, 150 photos, whatever. Cause I thought that was the value of it. Um, and then like the slow is fast mentality. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like the next engagement session I had where I was able to slow down a little bit 
and like think. And I was more creative and I was like, there was more connection with them. And I found like they were having more connection together rather than just like, okay, we're going to do this pose real quick. And then we're going to go over to this other pose. Um, but yeah, I loved, I love that. That was one of my, one of my big takeaways from, from two. That's that's interesting to hear because it's always so different for everyone. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's that one thing, you know, in, in the entire semester, sometimes it just boils down for someone to, to some one little thing, Mm -hmm. right? Slow is fast, less is more or, or whatever. Right. I mean, there's so many concepts and so much, you know, so many things that we dive into, but there often seems to be kind of like something or a few things that is, is the switch for somebody. And it's so different for, for so many different photographers. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, that slow is fast. I mean, that's even just you describing that portrait session where you're going from spot to spot to spot. I mean, mm-hmm. just you describing that, I observed my heart rate go up. Like literally, <laughs> my hands are getting sweaty. Restful. And because we all know that feeling as photographers, and it's not like it's not like we have learned that slow is fast and then we all instantly switch to this different way of shooting. Cause I mean, Lani and I still have to remind ourselves of that all the time because we, we catch ourselves doing the same thing, right. Thinking mm-hmm. we need to have, we need to occupy every single minute mm-hmm. of the photo shoot. We need to provide direction all the time. And sometimes we just have to look at each other and breathe, breathe, <laughs> like just slow down breathe. It's okay. Like it's okay if we miss this shot in order to get this one, like just, but there's, there's different mental cues, you know, everyone has something that helps turn that switch in their brain to breathe and and relax. Um, yeah. So, but it's absolutely true. And still remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like just giving myself the, the permission to slow down and just put my camera down by my side and talk to them, uh, as, uh, recently I just, uh, had, uh, an engagement shoot a couple of days ago and for probably two or three minutes, I was like, I'm really interested in doing something with this tree over here. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Give me a couple of minutes. I want to go figure something out. And just yeah. that, was something I would have never done before. I would have been like, Oh, they're just yeah. going to be like, this is, this is two minutes. Yeah. We're, we're losing. Yeah. Well, and I think like the, the problem is the reason we're like that in our photo shoots is because we're like that in our life. Right. So mm-hmm. like there was a, something happened last week that sort of really shone a light on this to, for me, you know, Timmy was biking off to school and he's like, mom, come look at the sunrise. And I went out and the sunrise was amazing. Like all the clouds were cotton candy pink. And I was like, wow, this sunrise is amazing. So I did what we all do is I went and grabbed my phone and I snapped a picture. And then I went and sat down at my desk. Right. So I ticked it off and then sat down on my desk. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like there's this amazing sunset. I saw it, but I didn't experience it. And that's what we do as photographers is we see something, we snap a picture of it and we think we've got it. And instead we really, what you did, right. You needed to put your camera down. You need to experience what it is you find interesting and then capture the beauty. And that's the difference between capturing the pretty and capturing the beautiful, right? Like yeah. and wedding photographers, we get, we get put into this trap of capturing the pretty and we get distracted by the pretty, just like I got distracted by that sunset. 
But after I sat down at my desk, I went and decided I'm going to spend 10 minutes and watch the sunrise and watch the sunrise and experience it. And we got to bring that same quality to our photo shoots. But first we got to implement it into our lives. And then right. it's going to be so much right. easier to implement into our photo shoot. Cause it's another level at a photo shoot because you've got that added sense of pressure um, mm-hmm. to perform. Yeah. Right. And, and not just perform in the results, but to like put on a performance, right. You've got your clients, you're managing their, you know, their experience and you feel like, okay, I'm the one in charge here. I got to be running the show and I got to be directing every minute when really we're just projecting, projecting that. I mean, our clients don't do photo shoots very often. We're the experts. We set the vibe, we set the tone. Mm -hmm. And so if we can like, if we can chill and calm down, you know, when you see that tree, yeah. Like often you'll feel like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. So let's move on. Like, let's go do something where I know. So you fall into your comfort zones, but mm-hmm. we can breathe and just go and experience the tree. Start to figure something else. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's try this. And then you kind of bring the clients into that creative process. They get to see you in your creative process and they appreciate that. Um, yeah. but we're projecting this feeling of, Oh, they're judging us or, Oh, yeah. you know, they're not, <laughs> They're, they're honored to be there a part of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like worried, what if I don't come up with anything with this tree and I've just yeah. wasted two minutes and now we're going back to whatever I was going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You laugh at it with them. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll often, it, um, you know, say things along the lines of, Hey, I've got an idea for something. Uh, it might really suck. <laughs> Can we give uh, it a try? <laughs> and they're always game. Right. Yeah. So is I think it helps to just be open and honest with them about it. It's like, it's not always one click boom. There's a process here, right? Yeah. Seriously. Amazing. I love Erica and Lanny. Um, like I said, I was going to be, I'm going to be that radio DJ coming in telling you who this was. It was Erica and Lanny, man. They were on episode 87. We talked about trusting your process in photography. Definitely go take a listen. I have, I'm going to have all of these linked in the show notes for you. Up next is Brittany Janine. She is a business coach and pivot strategist. She was in episode 101, and this is the advice that she had. Yeah, I always say you are the juice. It's time to serve it up organic and fresh squeezed, right? And so, um, and I say that because there's this moment or this, this moment that I had in my business where I'm just like, man, Britt, like you do this girl and you do, and you're amazing at it, you know? And, and until I, I believe it, I can't get anyone else to believe in me if I don't believe in me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started saying that I posted it one time and it's just stuck. You know, I say it on every podcast, (laughs) you know, I post it online. It's on my website. You know what I mean? And so it's just something that has always stuck with me. And I feel like we have all got to get to a point where we realize like, man, I am the juice. Nobody can do what I do the way that I do it. You know what I mean? And so there might be people, there's other business coaches, there are other wedding photographers, you know, that are in the industry that you, you know, that maybe do things that are similar to you, but nobody can do it like you, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I just had to keep telling myself, man, I'm the juice, I'm the juice, I'm the juice. I actually have um, shirts and hats. I haven't launched it yet, but like, where's like the juice, the juice, you know, cause I just really want people to really feel that. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, there, there's so many different kinds of juice too. You got, you know, orange juice and grapefruit juice and all that. <laughs> and like, there's so many different people that you know, yeah. some people will, um, 
like they're going to learn from you when other people may not learn from you as well as they learn from another business coach. And you're going to have your people that are going to learn from you, even if someone else is successful, doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Um, Yeah, yeah. I love how you said that. There's there's Look, no one's ever responded to it like that. That was actually really awesome. I like that. Yeah, because there's like grapefruit juice and I know people who love it and I can't get behind grapefruit uh, juice it's not my I juice. Love grapefruit juice yeah yeah i, I love grapefruit okay, juice yeah. See? <laughs> See, i love an orange juice <laughs> and there That's we go awesome. yeah we're, we're getting our juices from different places so awesome yeah. okay you That's are so the good juice job. i'm gonna use that again okay yeah. i'll give you your credit when i use it <laughs> but I'm, go- I'm going to use that again okay awesome yeah go for it so good so so good also also i don't know if you're on tiktok and in the whole side of tiktok that is all about the corn kid right now it's probably dating this episode if you're listening to this in the future but the corn song it's got the juice i mean just how great is that with britney right now uh, but anyway if you love corn juice um go check out tiktok i don't know i don't know what i'm saying but yes that was britney janine episode 101 we talked about how to pivot with a purpose great episode by the way all of these are great episodes wow 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 right isn't it so cool i was just showing my friend owen here how easy it is to use gusto to pay my contractors gusto is an all-in-one platform that helps businesses like yours onboard pay insure and support your team they have it all under one roof you can use them as i do to pay my contractors easily without added fees or breaking policy agreements looking at you venmo if you have full-time employees they've got you covered too payroll health benefits hr time tracking tools workers comp and they submit your tax documents at the end of the year so great I love it because I don't have to juggle Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and all the other places. I just have everything through Gusto, and it's simply direct deposits into my contractor's accounts. So head to lightdarkco.com slash Gusto, and when you send your first paid payroll, you'll receive $100 back. And receiving that much back, you're probably assuming it's hundreds of dollars a month. Oh no, my friend, it is only $6 a month for contractors. So go check out lightdarkco.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And just like my friend Owen Wilson, you'll be saying, wow. And up next, we have Lindsay Roman. She is a wedding photographer, a business coach. She has her own podcast, Heart and Hustle with Evie McLeod. Uh, so many things. She does so many things. And uh, we actually, in her episode, we talk about working efficiently from home. And that's part of it. As she does so many things, she has to work efficiently. And uh, yeah, here is the advice that she gave in that episode. This I've said this before and I, well, I say like, this makes me sound maybe like pompous, but it, it's like, I look at like everyone that I look up to and you, you almost have to be like, you have to have like the confidence to be like, there's nothing necessarily special about them. And you have to view yourself as being able to do the same thing. Like Beyonce is not more special than you who is listening. She might have a better voice than you, but like, 
you have to have that, think that kind of confidence and that kind of gumption to like, be like, no, if I have a dream or if I have a goal for my life, like I'm going to freaking do it. Yes. It's going to be hard. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to do at the beginning or, or I don't know the steps to do at the beginning, but just having the gumption to have a dream and then just actually like decide to go for it. Even if you fail, even if you fall flat on your face, like mm-hmm. that's going to, you're going to learn so much from failure. And I failed more times than I can even count, um, along my journey. But like, that's taught me to be a better wife, a better mother, a better business owner, a better photographer, better educator. And like, I think we hold ourselves back so much if we have these dreams, but then we keep making excuses for ourselves or we keep saying like, well, I could never do that because of blank or Mm -hmm. just like not thinking, not even trying it all out of fear. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is just like, just go for it because I think so often we're so afraid of what people think of us, but like no one's thinking about you as hard as you are. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, like I used to like walking down the street, I would try and like walk in a way that I'm like, Oh wait, am I a lot walking weird? I need to like fix my stride because people are going to be looking at me and be like, why is that guy walking all weird? But no one's caring about the way you're walking because they're worrying about the way that they're walking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with, with businesses too. It's like, no one is, is caring about your business. It was like, Oh wow. Right. Yeah. Like, well, everyone's worried about them. And I think the people <laughs> that second guess themselves so much to the point that they're like, well, what will people think if I do this or what should I do my marketing or should I post this to Instagram? It's like, just post it. Yeah. Just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you're yeah. going to grow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're like speaking to 2016, 2017, John, right now. Uh, cause I, like, I grew up with a huge acceptance, uh, complex idol, yeah. whatever you want to call it, where I just, I wanted everyone to like me. Um, and because of that, I was a very vanilla kid and just like, didn't really come into myself and my personality until yeah. like my mid twenties. Um, and then at that point, I scared off a lot of people because they're like, you're weird now. Um, but I was like, yes, I am weird now. Um, I embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. Because people and love weird. It's so freeing whenever you're not worrying about what other people are thinking and you're just yeah. doing it. And well, you're not you have worrying. to realize that you, you literally cannot please every single person on earth. And yes. even if you're trying genuinely to please every single person on earth, you're not going to. So you might as well just own who you are Mm -hmm. and like just embrace that and your people will find you more easily than if you were trying to be everything to everyone. Y'all, y'all, y'all. That was such great advice. I, I am right there. Like just like listening to this again, I was like, yeah, how many people am I just like putting up on a pedestal even today after listening to that initially and like working toward not doing that. It still, it still comes up. Great reminders uh, listening back to these with y'all today. Uh, but yes, that was Lindsay Roman. She was in episode 76 where we talked about working efficiently from home. And lastly, to round out this little smorgasbord of an episode is James and Jess Whitmire. You probably just know them as James and Jess online. They are wedding photographers, destination and traveling photographers, and they had such great advice. They both gave their own separate advice, which was really fun. Um, So this one is 
doubly packed full of advice for you. Let's get into it. One thing that I like to ask my guests is over your career. I mean, y'all have been doing this for a while. Has there been, um, uh, like a lesson or, uh, some advice that y'all have received that just absolutely changed the way that you look at business or look at just life in general? Yes. So we, um, we both have answers to this because we both have this is a very powerful question and they're very two powerful things that like there's an absolute yes to our answers. I, okay. <laughs> first about eight years of business, I was very prideful and afraid that if I asked questions of other photographers and educators, then they would know I didn't know the answer to that question. And I was too afraid to ask questions. So I tried to learn everything on my own failed multiple times in different ways. And it wasn't until I realized it's okay that you don't know something and it's okay to ask the people around you for help on things like that. So I wish I wouldn't have wasted all those years, but I'm grateful that I did because now I know it's okay to ask that question. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Sum, to sum that one up, like get in a humble space and yeah. stay there. Like be a student first, no matter what. And if those people are really going to judge you for asking a question, they're not the right person anyways, and they're not going to benefit you at all. So like if I'm just being exactly. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, so I just, that happens. Like that someone's like, right. Oh, you yes yeah. questions. Like I'm oh, yeah. so happy every DM I get about questions. Yeah. I was going to say the other big thing that pairs with that is learning that you're not meant to do this alone. Like mm -hmm. as your business grows and you truly step into that CEO role, you aren't meant to be your CPA and your bookkeeper and your editor and your assistant. Like it's important to grow your team and bring people on that can help you grow mm -hmm. so that you can actually do yeah. what you do best and you can love and serve your clients best by adding other people to the team. Yes. Yeah. I spent way too many years trying to do everything on my yeah. own, um, mm -hmm. which like, uh, like Jess, I was going to say, I, I was also very prideful, um, which I'm not like uh, overall, I don't think I'm a very prideful person, <laughs> but for some reason in my business in photography, I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to mm -hmm. learn everything myself. I was very prideful in the, I didn't go to school for this. Yeah. I didn't study photography <laughs> in college and <laughs> I'm not a uh, traditionally you know, trained photojournalist or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I, I learned all of this on my own mm -hmm. and that, held me back from really expanding, uh, in my skill set and in the way that I treat my clients in those first, you know, five mm. years or so of business where I was too prideful to say, Hey, like I, I just shared this, uh, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that for the first three years, um, I had, I didn't know what ISO was and I had my ISO at 1600, um, on a camera that like maxed out at 3,400, like 6,400. Yeah. 1600 was a big deal. And I was like, why are my photos so grainy in like bright sunny days? <laughs> And yeah. yeah, it was, but I was, I was too prideful to, to just yeah. ask my totally. fellow photographers like, so what does this do? And, um, you know, YouTube education wasn't what it is, uh, these days yeah, and, podcasts and all that. So all. yeah, no. Yeah. Man, so I finally, I finally, you know, ate some humble pie and asked uh, yeah. one of my photographer friends yeah. and they're like, 
yeah, you should have that at like a hundred or two hundred during the day. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then my photos were so much better. So funny. Uh, but and I remember just struggling for years <laughs> trying to figure out why everything is so grainy. I was like, what is up with Lightroom? I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. That's a huge, and that's like that's the circle. Like we can laugh at that example, right? So that's what's going on. Imagine the things under the hood of all of us who were like. Like, oh, well, and it's, and it's not a pride, like cocky. It's, you should be proud of your business, but sometimes that gets misinterpreted to yourself of, I guess I don't need help. Cause I, I'm going to bootstrap this whole thing. It's like, no, we were not created to do right. this. Alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. And learning from others, like, like yourself, you know, uh, Jess, you've been doing this for 16 years full time. That mm -hmm. is a long time of doing like, I mean, what is the statistic? Like most photographers close up shop in like three years or something. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're, you've got a lot of trial and error and learning things. Mm -hmm. And like for other people who are in that first three years, it is so important to learn from, uh, mm -hmm. from those like yourself that, have been in the business for a long time. Um, and even for like us who have been in the business for a decade or more, there are people who have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 yeah. years yeah. that we can look up to and yes. just be like, we don't have to go through the same trial and error and like all these struggles yeah. I can yeah. learn from you. And like, uh, like that has been huge for me with client experience, uh, mm. lately, uh, like the last probably three or four years where I really like, leveled up on that instead of just like, Hey, I'll take your money and I'll show up on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. uh, but like yeah. creating more of an experience, uh, for that. And I know that was one of the things that we we're going to talk about today. Oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah. And if, if I may tell my piece of advice or, you know, what, yes, less, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> it is so different and it's just hand in hand is my best friend, uh, asked me about a year ago, we geek out on business hard. He is just a, he's a marketing genius. And so we're always geeking out like super late at night. And he said, if you were, if someone were to ask you, and he asked me, he said, if someone were to ask you a similar question and the way he worded it was, what is, if you had to boil it down to one thing in the past 10 years that made you most successful, what would it be? And it took me a long time to think about it. And then I boiled it down to the, the, the simple answer and I'll break it down to self-awareness. And most of that boils down to emotional health, like being aware of how I like being self-aware of what my tendencies are. You know, you could call it Myers-Briggs, Enneagrams, all those things. But getting to know yourself is scary sometimes. And I remember for the first three or four years of business, I was scared to take any personality test because my fear was like, oh, put me in a box and I'll be defined. When the reality is right. completely opposite. If you get to know yourself well enough, I know my tendencies. I know how I'm going to, and I can lead myself wherever I want. And without knowing how you're going to work with yourself or others, it's virtually impossible to intentionally lead yourself anywhere because you leave too much to chance. And like for instance, prime example, I'm an Enneagram seven. A lot of people say I'm a three. I'm like, God bless you. Because that's a huge compliment to me because I know yeah. I, I naturally lack internal structure. My mind doesn't look like stairs. It looks like a roller coaster. But if I implement external structure, things get done better. You know, it doesn't look like Jess, who's a one, but if I know, like, I know my tendency is to drop a project 80% of the way. That's just how I work. So I know at that 20% is going to get harder, but I've pushed through it enough to know it's worth finishing. And so if I didn't know any of that about myself, I wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I know that like Enneagram has been very trendy the last few years. People kind of make fun of it and everything. But I have also learned so much about myself by by learning, like seeing where I fell in the Enneagram. And like that's one of the things that my wife and I did was we both took the test to see where we were. And we've learned a lot about each other. And like that has built our relationship even stronger because I'm like, oh, okay you're a nine. Like I know these things about you, like your tendencies and stuff. And I can like help you, uh, like move, move on through this. And, you know, she falls to, you know, I I forget where it goes in like stress and stuff, but I know like I'm a six and I go to three in stress, Mm -hmm. which I always thought that I was a three, but it turns out I was just always stressful whenever (laughs) I was working. (laughs) so i was like oh that makes sense why i'm always just like achieving because i was stressed out and um and like i'm a weird counterphobic six so i'm not like afraid of everything like doomsday trying to figure out like what happens if this i'm more of the like uh zombie apocalypse uh six where i'm just like intrigued like if the zombie apocalypse happened, what would we do? How, yeah. <laughs> how would we survive? Not in a fear base, like how would we survive, but like, Almost how do like I Rick Grimes this? Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Oh, that's huge. I love that you brought that up. Cause yeah, it's like one, it's, you have to know yourself to lead yourself, but then you're working with a spouse and your clients, you know, the amount of yeah. people are like, Oh, this client emailed me. How dare them ask this? I was like, well, there's probably more to the surface. And if you start to understand how people tick, you you can serve them more and you're not as like, you understand it's not offensive. And the yeah. big thing like Jess, like I verbally process, I say a lot of like uh, provisional statements that don't mean anything. They're just out there. Jess, when we were first married, took everything I said at the word. So now I know like, Hey, this is just me BSing, brainstorming. None of this holds value. But if I don't say that, like, I guess we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. Cause I was like, we should go to Disneyland tomorrow. You know? <laughs> But yeah, to know that yourself and then your team and, you know, the further out the circles go, it gets more fun and more influential. Yeah. Yeah. What a way to round out this episode. I I loved what James and Jess had to say in their episode. Um, If you want to go listen to that whole conversation, um, which is a gem, all four of these gems, by the way, that was episode 110, where we talked about how to create raving fans and sell more albums. Again, thank you for uh, joining me today on this episode. If you like this kind of, uh, of a look back to past episodes, these little, uh, little nuggets and putting them together in a little, a uh, little four piece nugget for you. Um, or I guess five with James and Jess, given those doubles in there. Uh, let me know, uh, hit me up on, on Instagram, send me a DM, I love getting to talk to y'all during the week after these post online. Also next week, come back at you with another live episode. Uh, We record most of these live in the Facebook group uh, where you can join us and ask your questions and be part of the conversation. That is one of the main goals of this podcast is to allow a space for you to be part of the conversation and ask me questions and ask our guests questions and um and really just be there to where i mean this this podcast is for you it is to help you grow your business and build your community and create the lifestyle that you always dreamed of 
and you get to be there live asking these questions. So join the Facebook group. It is, uh, it's just search for light and dark photography podcast on Facebook. It's right there. Or you can go to lightdarkco.com slash join FB and it's got links for you. It'll take you right to it. Uh, but yeah, I create events in there so you can see uh, who's coming up on the show and you can get ready, uh, put it in your calendar, join us for the next one. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at light dark co. You can follow me at all heart photo. And uh, again, I have all of the episode links in the show notes for today. So just open those up wherever you're listening to this click on any of those and go listen to those podcasts until next week. I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye y'all.